You're listening to an M Pavilion podcast. Conversations about design and the world we live in. For more, visit our archive at mpavilion.org and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. coming everyone. We were unsure if anyone would turn up so it's really um, warms our hearts to see all your faces here. <laughs> um, firstly I would just like to acknowledge that we are on Bunwurrung and Wurundjeri country and pay our respects to elders past and present. We acknowledge um, the first people of this area as the first makers, the first collaborators, the first communities of this area. So um, we also acknowledge that Sovereignty has never been ceded. So my name is Alice and I'm one half of Sister. Um, my other half, Emma, is just here. I'm going to sort of facilitate the discussion tonight and also probably answer bits and pieces of the questions too. Um, so as you've gathered probably from our socials and from, um, yeah, that's it really, that we share a studio together. So we're all in Brunswick. We share a studio above Melbourne Artist Supplies. And um, so I thought we could start off by just introducing ourselves and then we'll go into a little bit more about the studio space. Um, so yes, as I said, I'm half of Sister and I am also um, a practicing artist and a teacher as well. Um, I didn't study fashion, I studied fine arts at uni, um, sculpture and spatial practice. Um, and I met Emma probably 12 years ago now. 14, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's slipping away. Um, and we started Sister when we were both at uni and um, it was kind of a part-time hobby at the time, making some dresses together and then um, selling them through like Facebook in the beginning. So that was... It started when we were in uni. Um, and I guess my other backgrounds of uh, work and stuff, other than sister, have been, well, of course, there's always a mix, but relevant ones would be studio assistant work. I used to work for a couple of, uh, like, homewares labels, Lumiere Art & Co. and also Pop & Scott. So I sort of picked up a bit of uh, business knowledge through them and also learnt about some manufacturing and sort of some contacts for seamstresses and fabrics sellers and things like that through those jobs. Um, but yes, yeah, so at the moment I'm mostly at Sister a couple of days a week at the shop and then I teach the rest of the week. So maybe we could hear from Emma now if you could introduce yourself. <laughs> Hello, I'm Emma. Um, I'm the other half of Sister. So we've been doing Sister since 2016, I think. Yes. So I started with an advanced diploma in fashion design at RMIT and I did two years of that where I actually met Megan. We were studying together. Um, and then I finished that and I was working in retail and I wasn't sold yet. So I went back and did another year of fashion textiles merchandising, also at RMIT, which I didn't really like. 
And then I thought I would go in industry. I was working with some friends, Kim and Alice. Um, we were working at a small Melbourne label at the time and I was working there full time. And I did a little bit of work experience and I didn't think the fashion industry was for me at the time. So I travelled and then I went back to uni and did a teaching degree. And then when I was doing my teaching degree, Alice and I started Sister really naturally and it was like a nice way to make money and not have to have a real job. <laughs> and that's how I ended up doing Sister. Thank you, Emma. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, now, Cece, could you introduce yourself and kind of how you came to Hello Cece? Okay. Um, I'm Cece. I run a bag brand called Hello Cece. Uh, it started in 2018. I was working in hospitality and I was pretty uninspired, pretty just kind of down because I wasn't doing anything creative. So I would get home and I started making bags just for fun, just one every day. I would set myself a challenge and I was like, I'll just make one and I would just make them out of things I would find around the house because I didn't have much money. So I would sew together like lolly packets with PVC and just kind of go from there. And then one day I went into our friend Ellie's store, Coco store, and it was on Brunswick Street at the time. And she, being Ellie, she's just so, she's, I don't know, just the best. She was like, where's this bag from? and just ripped it out of my hands and she was like, bring me four by next week. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then four years later, um, it's my full-time job now. And it's, I can say that the reason why it's gotten this far is because of community and all the people that have supported me and said, what you're making is good and keep going. So that's how Hello Cece came to be. <laughs> Thank you, Cece. Um, and now, Megan, could you please introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Um, my name's Megan, um, and I'm a textile designer. Um, so one half of what I do is um, freelance for brands and design their fabrics for their clothing or um, fabric for bed linen and homewares. Um, and then I also have a small brand um, called Trinket Solo, and I make um, tufted cushions, blankets, and just most recently rugs. Um, so I have a background in textile design. Um, and prior to that, I actually studied fashion design. Um, and that's, yes, where I met Emma um, at TAFE. Um, and uh, I wasn't really enjoying it either. Like, my whole life, I was like, oh, I want to be a fashion designer. I want to be a fashion designer. But I just, oh, there was just something about it that I wasn't, it wasn't just like fulfilling all the things that I wanted it um, to fulfill. And um, I was waiting outside of my classroom one morning and I saw a sign for textile design um, at RMIT as well. And I was like, oh, what's this? Um, you know, like, you know, there's all these like beautiful watercolour paintings and like repeating patterns. And I'm like, oh, like, what is this? Like, you know... I can design things that go on clothes. And so that kind of, you know, began the journey. Um, so um, after I finished uni, I worked in bed linen, designing um, like printed bed sheets and painting roses and like kind of Nana style florals. <laughs> um, and then um, I started my own clothing label called Ruda. Um, this was like almost 10 years ago, but... Um, just made like a small range of clothes that had like weird little funky prints on them. Um, lived overseas for a while and worked for a print studio 
um, where we just sort of churned out um, like concepts for um, fashion prints and like high street stores would buy them. So you'd be walking down the street and see like a print you did in Topshop and you're just like, whoa, that's crazy. Um, then, yeah, moved back to Australia and then just uh, started um, freelancing. Um, so, yeah, worked for a few um, brands, including Sister. Um, they've got a little in-house textile designer. Um, and then, um, yeah, over like the last couple of years, I started Trinket Solo and just kind of like make little cushions and, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's vegan. My, life oh my gosh, story. I love hearing everyone's stories. It's been a while, so it's great to recap. Um, Ruby, hello everyone. My name is Ruby. Um, I am Canava Jewels. I make Canava Jewels. I also, you forgot to mention Emma that we do blaze wax together as well. That's huge. <laughs> um, but that's more of a more recent endeavour. Um, but basically, I started off studying at VCA with Alice. I did drawing. Um, I was convinced that I was going to be an artist. Um, did that. I kind of, it kind of took the love out of art for me a little bit. I don't know. It was straight out of high school and um, I was just dying to travel. So I moved overseas for a couple of years. Um, and was just working like shitty jobs. And I was working in this amazing um, boutique in New York. And that had heaps of really beautiful jewellery. And I used to just, like, sit there and look at it all and be like, oh, I wish I could afford all of this. I wish I could just, like, you know, be drenched in this jewellery. Um, and then I moved back home after a couple of years. And I remember, Emma, how I was obsessed with, like, buying rings from Ishka, like, every week. <laughs> I'd, like, go into this one Ishka and I'd be like, what are you... Because they, like, change everything around. I'd be like, this one this week. And they, like, knew who I was and I was... I was just obsessed with jewellery. Um, and so everyone was like, you should start. You know, and Alice, it's like um, these girls had, like, sister was thriving at this stage and really um, encouraged. They were like, you should, you know, I was a bit lost. They are like, you know, go and do some short courses. Go. I was like, I don't know how to do anything, but I would spend hours just watching YouTube videos and, like, you know, I, I don't know, like, I just... I was like, okay, like I had a lot of spare time. <laughs> um, and so I ended up um, booking myself in to do a couple of short courses at Melbourne Polytechnic. Um, just like a couple of four-week courses or something where I learnt like the basics and then I started buying tools and then I actually did Nice, which is a really amazing program for anyone who wants to start a small business. I just cannot say how, how amazing it was because I was able to get money from the government and just like focus on doing this for nine months. Um, so I did that and then I just started the label and it was like really scary and to put myself out there and do it but I did it and yeah that's here I am. <laughs> Thank you. Yes I also did Nice. I forgot that was so wonderful. I would totally recommend anyone. Oh my god it was great. Um so, yeah, that's a bit of a sense of how we've arrived at, like, where we are now. Um, so, we all share this studio in Brunswick that's, uh, it's, like, upstairs of a big warehouse and it's open plan. So, it's um, whether you want to see people or not, like, you're going to when you come to work. And so, it's, it really is, um, uh, it kind of lends itself to, 
our community because so much of the time you have incidental conversations about like projects you're working on, ideas you have, um, maybe certain fabrics will get delivered and um, someone might be like, oh, I don't really like that one. And you're like, oh, let's not go ahead with that. <laughs> you know, so it's quite, um, there's a lot of feedback going on all the time and the kind of architecture of the space being open really lends itself to that. If we were all in like little rooms off a hallway, we probably wouldn't have so much um, sharing of designs and emotions. And we make tuna salad for lunch every day together. Oh, we I have think this studio salad that we brings us together every day. It really for the does. last three years every day. Yeah, it's we the love fennel. only true collaboration. Really, is the tuna salad between all of us? <laughs> yes, everyone. Um, yeah, so the space. Yeah, definitely lends itself to a lot of collaborating um, a lot of the time. So I had a question for, this one's for everyone, so that we can have a bit of a discussion about our studio space there. And, and then we'll go on to some more specific questions for your labels. Um, so why have you chosen to have a studio in a shared space with others? How does it benefit your practice and your sense of community? Um, I thought we could start with Ruby, if that's not pulling the rug out from under Yeah, no, you. that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, I actually, my first studio was actually um, in a little room above Romantica with our friend Antonio, but he was a musician and it was like this tiny little room and he was like making music and I was like on my drill. It was like, didn't, and with dust flying everywhere and he had all this expensive equipment behind me and then um, you girls like moved upstairs there and and were like, please come in, please come in. And so I did. I moved in and um, it just changed everything instantly. Um, it was, you know, I used to just like go into that room and like sit there and like no one else would be in there. And, I'd, you know, it's like you don't have to work when you're on your own in the room and it's like your business and it's like the early days and you're not making any money. And it's But I, moving into the studio with you girls and seeing you know, the productivity and like being so inspired um, and being, you know, you're accountable to work because you, you got to go in, you know, I'm getting a, if I'm not there, I'm getting a phone call being like, where are you? <laughs> Why are you <laughs> what are you doing today? Called us yeah. If we haven't got in yet. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, better okay. go in. Everyone's working. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, as you said, it's really amazing. It's like um, the feedback, you know, you, you take your ideas to the table what do you girls think, you know, and you can see every, every, like, if people are like, yeah, you know, <laughs> versus like, oh, my God, I'm so obsessed with that, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that else? is wonderful. Yeah. Um, Megan, do you want to add anything on to that? Um, I guess, yeah, I, I think a lot of, um, yeah, my feelings are similar to um, <laughs> what Ruby said. Um, I guess um, when the... Um, opportunity to join the studio was there like I just moved back from living overseas and felt a bit disconnected um, from my friends here so yeah it was a nice opportunity to kind of like reconnect with a lot of friendships and um, I think when I just moved back I was like working full-time for a little bit so I wasn't in the studio much but you know when I was in there yeah it was just really nice to kind of be part of what you had going on and then when I fully leapt into the freelance um, world, it was just like, yeah, just kind of changed, changed my life. <laughs> just makes work easier. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if you find a group of people who are doing a similar thing to you, it's like, it's just, it's not work. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And you, you know, you already all had sort of established businesses by then and 
you know, going out freelance, like, you know, you've got so much to learn off the other people you work with and I think, yeah, when you're, especially when you're sort of working for yourself, like, um, yeah, you don't have those people to kind of like, you know, bounce ideas off and like sense check stuff. Like if you get like a, an email in your inbox and you're just like, oh, <laughs> how do I reply to this? This happens like once a week. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, yeah. That's, it's, it's nice to know that there's people that have got yeah, your back. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, Emma, do you want to add anything else yeah. onto that? Maybe about did your, how the label changed when, because yeah. we used to have a studio downstairs and it was just us in the space. Yeah. And then we moved upstairs and got other people to move in. We had a studio downstairs when we started and that was really big for us because we started at my house and we were killing it in the living room, like, rolling out the fabric. And then we were like, oh, how do we make this legit? We'll get a studio. Didn't really know what to do in there. Like, we didn't even have a very big table. You said just like, make videos. <laughs> I'd come in made heaps of from videos. my days off and film no it. kitchen um, for salad And either. then we, yeah, we had a communal kitchen. And then we moved upstairs and we couldn't afford it. So we were like, we've got to get people. Ruby had just decided to do jewellery. So we were like, come to our studio, please. We'll give you a good rent. And then... Um, we all of a sudden had Megan. So we've actually all been friends since we were 18. Um, and then I met Cease and convinced her to come over that as well. That was the last piece yeah. of the puzzle. <laughs> and we always joke I say they're like my older sisters <laughs> because they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Where we are you? We harass her a lot. She's our baby sister. <laughs> um, but so we came together. I mean, Al needed to share the space because it was like expensive but affordable. And then but we wanted it so bad. And then we made it work and... Um, it's been the best thing we've ever done. It's like Alice is an artist and has gone away a lot and come back for residencies and to do other things. And I couldn't imagine doing Sister without, like, all my sisters. Every day I need a lot of friends around me and I really, like, thrive on environments where I have people around me. Even, like, my friends that are working from home, I'm like, come and work in the studio, come and work in the studio. Like, it makes everything better, I think. And you and Cece actually met, were you going to say? Yeah, so we met, I went to a Ladies of Leisure talk um, about Sister Studios and if you've met Emma, you know she doesn't take no for an answer. So she had this pink fluffy pen and she was waving it in my face and she was like, you need to come into our studio. You must, you simply must. And I was like, okay. So I came Hypnotized in by it, the pen. Oh, I just was like, who is this woman? And then I moved in and it has been the best time. We have dance parties, we cry. I think we, she'd like set up a lot of tears. To, we cry a lot. It's just she'd a set up a meeting like the next day for like me to meet you. She's like, you've got to meet CZ. Like. We ended up at Winita Pages and she's like, I like your bag. Where'd you get it? Like just the questions. And it's like, I just, if anyone's a creative here wanting to um, start out or anything, just message. It just I'm getting contact with people and just like what Emma did for me was so life-changing for my brand. So like having someone like Emma be like, come into our space. I just think being inclusive and inviting people is key to all getting to where we want to go. Definitely. Um, Cece, I thought it would be good that conversation sort of trailed into our first question for you. It's like more relevant, I think. So we'll dive into that one, if that's okay. So the question was, um, how did your label, Hello Cece, change when you moved from home into the studio space? Yeah. 
So for me, when I started, I was just at home. I was living in a share house, so I'd wait for everyone to go to sleep and then pull out my sewing machine on the kitchen table and try and be as quiet as I could at night time. And then when I met Emma, she was like, move in and I'm a really anxious person. So when people say don't sweat the small stuff, I sweat the small stuff and some more stuff. Like it is like unbelievable the things I will get a bit worked up about. So for me, working in a space where I can be like, oh my God, this has happened, help. And having these amazing women be like, this is fine, da-da-da. It's just been so amazing and imperative to the growth of my business. And now they know me so well that I don't even need to be like, ah, help me. They're like, what's wrong? Like, (laughs) hello. So that for me was so great just to have a soundboard, just for anything that I was worried about or any issues that were coming my way. Mm. And yeah. That's yeah, so it's like thing. help put things into perspective that come Absolutely. up in your business. Absolutely, and just like having support. Yeah. Because running a small business is so hard. Mm. It's really fun, but it's really hard. So it's so nice to yeah. have that. Oh, thanks, Cece. That's great to hear. Um, I'm like, sorry, I lost. <laughs> I did like a wild thing. I moved ahead in one question, and then I'm like, where was Megan's question? <laughs> but Megan, we'll go to you now. Um, So, how does collaboration vary between your practice as a freelance textile designer, say with the designs you do for sister studios, um, compared to your solo project, Trinket Solo? Um, So, I guess being being a freelance textile designer, you kind of have to be a bit of a chameleon. So, when you're working for a client, I guess unless, you know, they invite you to, um, you know, they've already got like a really strong vision. So you kind of have to take, you know, the back seat and kind of, you know, just sort of facilitate what what they want and what's required of the brief. Um, but I guess with sister, I guess because we know each other quite well and, like, you know. Like, help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's I, I would say it's probably a bit more collaborative than, um, you know, maybe working for, like, a big retail brand or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's quite fun to have, you know, a li- sort of more creative input in that design process. Um, But yeah, as opposed to Trinket Solo, which is like my own practice, it's like my own little indulgent baby. So I just kind of do whatever I want, which is nice, but it's always good to have the girls there to, you know, to get feedback off and, you know, if they're like, whoa, that's a bit much, rein it in a bit kind of thing. I can, you know, (laughs) sort of gauge, you know, how something, how well something might do or, yeah. yeah, and then you probably also just stick to a lot of the designs that you love for Trinket Solo, even with that kind of feedback? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, have, like, you know, having your own thing, it's just like, oh, and, you know, I don't have to, um, you know, it's just me. I just, I make the stuff myself, so I don't have, you know, have to place any big orders with factories or anything like that. So I can just make one of something and see how it goes, but... um. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, so the soundboarding's important for yeah. both, like, the collaborating in the freelance work and then also um, kind of, yeah, sharing your samples with the studio mates yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, cool. So, Ruby, my question for you was, um, how has connecting to a community helped you learn technical skills as a self-taught jeweller? Um, okay, so this one's 
a bit more about community in general as opposed to community within our studio, which is also really important. Um, as I mentioned, I am I pretty much self-taught, which is like pretty bananas. But no, no, I'm not saying it's impressive because it's not. <laughs> if you could see some of the shit I make. Um, but And it took me such a long time to get where I am now. Like it took me the longest time because... I did it myself instead of just... I should have gone and done like a year's course or something like that. But I didn't. Anyway, it's fine. Um, took, so, but, but that's where this comes in where it's like community is so important. I was really lucky to know a bunch of other jewellers um, who were really generous with their information. Um, and I always try and do the same because there are a lot of young jewellers out there um, wanting to make beautiful, sparkly things as I do. Um, so I just reached out. And some people weren't very receptive to my questions, but that's okay. I just tried again. I'd be like, "What? You know, I don't know where to buy pearls. I don't know where to buy stones. Like, oh my god, I want to buy a diamond. Like, where do I do that? I have no idea." Um, so I reached out to some jeweler friends that I have, um, Mel D. MLD jewelry. She was so helpful to me. She gave me my first jeweler's desk. She was like, "I don't need this anymore. Take it." Gave me all the hookups. Taught. She was like, come in anytime, sit with me. Um, and I felt really stressed to ask her because she, she was stocked in like all these amazing stores. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if she's going to feel weird about it. Um, she was so incredibly helpful. Um, and also another friend, Kieran, who does Kiroi, He, I messaged him because I was like, where does one buy stones? Like, I've got no idea. And he was like, if you want to meet me in the city, I'll come and I'll introduce you. Like, it was just... Like, so many things that would have taken me so long to do, just asking people, like, reaching out um, and not being afraid to, to, for people to say no because some people didn't open my messages. Some people never responded. Um, but that's okay. Like, it's so... It's fine. I got, you know, where I am. And I also am always willing to share that information as well. Yeah, there's enough business to go around. Yeah, no, there is. And it's like... I've said this before. It's like, if there are more amazing makers in our community where it lifts us all up, you know? It's like, I don't want to be the only jeweler in Melbourne. Like, I want to come from this amazing community of, like, where everyone is making beautiful jewellery, you know? And it's like, we're renowned for that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, you know, everybody has their own ideas and they're going to do their own spin on whatever it is. And it's so, um, yeah, generous. Like, you get to inherit someone's, like, trust of someone that they're working with when someone gives you a stone setter or someone... Um, tells you where to get the pearls and from. And then, like, you know, in return, like, they've messaged me and they've been like, oh, my God, I just snapped this drill piece and I, it's due tomorrow. Like, do you... And, I, like, the client's supposed to be picking it up tomorrow. Can I come and pick it up? And I'm like, of course. Like, yeah. just having that, yeah, community to, like, bounce back and forth on and support each other and message each other and be like, oh, my God, have, you know, have you seen this? Or, like, how crazy is that caster? Like, um, our friend Jake, I don't know, he's here. You know, he's, he's definitely here. But I'm like, he's I don't know where house. he is. Um, Jake Cheeseman makes the most amazing jewellery and he, he also works at the casters where I get my stuff done. And he's Cece's partner, by the way. Um, and, you know, he, like, picked stuff up for me, did it yesterday. Lovely. And, like, we, yeah, we, um, I don't know, it's just so nice to have someone else to talk to about it. Like, no one else gets the niche shit that I'm like, okay, Jake, what about this? You know, it's, like, really nice. And then I guess when you've asked for help and um, then you're able to return that, it starts to make like cycles in the community of how people support each other too and kind of um, 
yeah, creates its own sort of like ecosystem or something that's going on between people. Um, cool. So, Emma, we have a question for you. Okay. Um, how has your engagement with the community of fellow designers um, changed since you first started Sister? Okay. When we started, we knew absolutely nothing, like nothing. Like Alice had no idea about fashion <laughs> and I basically failed uni because I just moved from the country and I just wanted to go to third class every weekend, which the was club. a nightclub. I just wanted to go out all the time. So we had no knowledge. But we had this idea and we started sewing and then my partner at the time and my best friend Kim was like, you should start something here. It's doing really well. We we're selling this dress. And we were so lucky. Our friend Ben shot it for free and our friend Elise made a website. We had so many connections with no skills at all, like really nothing. The, the community helped us. But it actually was a really weird time because when we came about, bedroom labels were not a thing. So Melbourne had, you had your dress up, you had your Verna, you had your cloak, you had the same Kauai, Pam, the same brands that have really been around for 10 plus years and that was all that there was. And there weren't these like emerging designers coming up. So we and a few other brands were starting at the same time and it was like different. So there wasn't a lot of information sharing and because how hard that was for us, I feel like I never want to be like that and I will share anything that anybody wants. I think it's so important to be transparent in anything that you can be. But we, yeah, relied, our community was everything, like everything. <laughs> yeah, and now that we're in a position where, um, yeah, we can support other young designers yeah. and stuff coming oh, up if anyone so nice. has any questions, we will be so Happy. pleased to answer them after this and also if you email and things like that too. Absolutely. Because, um, yeah, there were so many roadblocks that we came oh, to yeah. constantly and, it, and there, there still is. is. There's yeah. so much room though. Like the thing that I've learned is there is room for everybody and Melbourne is so special. We have so many amazing designers here and I think we're so fucking lucky and it is rare that there's so much going on and it's so important to share information about factories and manufacturers and friends and collaborations and artists and jewellers and anything that you can just get it out because there is enough room for everybody to make money and thrive and, yeah. you know, there's, there's not, it's not that sacred, you know. Everyone, there's a piece to everybody. Yeah, nice. Um, so, uh, maybe it's like, do we check the time? Yeah. We probably should check the time. Oh, thank you, what Britt. What time did we start? Did 10 to... Oh, we got ages. Okay, cool. Um, so, we're back to Megan. Um, this question is how does collaboration impact your designs? But perhaps more specifically, some of the like um, collaborations you've done with Trinket Solo and stuff, like and Chantry. Yeah. Um, so recently, um, like one of my best friends and I, um, we collaborated on a project for Melbourne Design Week. Um, uh, Tantri is a ceramicist um, and we made a collection of work. Um, we made a little footstool, like a ceramic footstool with a tufted seat cover and a chair and I made a rug. Um, and that was probably the first, well, that is actually the first, well, the, the only collaboration I've done kind of with that project. And um, like it was yeah, a huge learning curve because I guess when, when you have your own practice, you're kind of, you know, in charge of everything and when someone's sort of coming in and being like, oh, like, I like that, but what if we did it like this? It's kind of, um, 
yeah, it's just, I guess, a new way of working and compromising. And I think, yeah, it's been, um, yeah, a real opportunity for me to kind of grow as a designer. Um, yeah, and, you know, really push working with someone and um, I guess letting it be, like, really equal. Um, and I guess you could also, like, never make the sorts of things together that you... Um, made in that show like you're not, you're not getting your hands in clay and stuff oh, absolutely like. not um <laughs> and that show nearly killed me so <laughs> um I, yeah I think that was probably the biggest thing I've ever done so um yeah might need some time to recover kind of before I do um anything else like that but um yeah I guess um yeah that collaborative process like you can't um like, it's something, you know, I guess with Tantri and I, I think we're, you know, we're both a little bit stubborn and have, like, a really clear idea of what we want. But it's like, you know, those finger traps, like, the more you pull, like, the harder it is. So you really have to kind of, like, lean into that um, sort of collaborative spirit. Um, and, yeah, I think the best outcomes sort of happen when you kind of, allow that to happen in the middle of the trap <laughs> oh thank you um so cc we're back to you um what kinds of collaboration do you engage with in your creative practice and how does this help grow your sense of community um so collaboration for me at the start actually started more with doing trades which was so awesome because it was so nice to see another creative love what I was making and when I really loved what they were making as well. So having that trade and building that friendship and that connection is what for me turned into doing collaborations in the future and I I really believe that um, being kind is free. So just be free. I'm sorry. <laughs> be be free. Be free guys. But just be be kind to everyone and encourage everyone and make sure that if someone reaches out to you to collaborate, you give them that time and give them that space to um, express their kind of idea and um, just make sure that you're open to collaborations because for me, having that approach and that mentality has been so nice and I've met so many people that are now such good friends of mine and then I feel like that's also translated into our um, shared space. Like friends I've made have then gone on to collaborate with Sister and then it's just all kind of become this beautiful family of creatives that all rely on one another and lean on each other and it's just been a really nice way to meet people. Yeah, so your practices have kind of drawn you to people who have then become close friends yeah, and stuff. Yeah, become which close friends so and then it's so great because an opportunity might come up down the line and you can, it might not be for you but you can think, oh, amazing, like my friend is perfect for this and then send them that way. It's just so good to... Um, support one another and push people forward rather than, yeah, just being kind to one another. Yeah, definitely. And all of us sharing the space together, we get um, extended so much further into a community too because of, yeah, yeah. your friends. We and would never friends. have heard of half of the, like, you know, we, we've learned so much Coco. from CC and Ruby. CC knows Megan all the cool like, brands CC knows what's things. cool. We're like, what's going on, Cece? They're like, what's cool? What's the hot gas? <laughs> but... I think that dialogue is, like, really important. Every day, Cece's like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You know? And I'm always like, no. Keeps us young. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how to We're turn out my out of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cool. So, Ruby, 
Um, what are some uh, like tangible examples of collaborations the studio has brought about for you and um, how have they helped you set, uh, sort of foster a sense of community? Um, so I would say the biggest one that has come from being at the studio is Blazed Wax. So Emma and I, we also live together. Um, we live and work together. For a long time. <laughs> for a long time. It's been a long time. Um, but basically we, in lockdown... Um, Emma's amazing at seeing the, what trends are coming. She's amazing. She's like, we need to make candles. And I was like, okay, I can do that. I know how to make moulds and stuff because I learned at uni and, um, yeah, art school. One of the few things. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, no, it was amazing. Um, but, yeah, so we did that. But that was something that we never would have been able to do without having our space already. Yes. Um, because, you know, you have to wait four hours for the wax to dry and it's like you can't just do like go to work and then do it but we're just like we are already there doing our practices and so we're just like you know the alarm goes off it's been four hours we'll go in, in the do toilet. it for yeah <laughs> and then go back you know go back out and keep doing work and so it's like we can do it all at the same time um which has been it's been really fun to do something else and it's been really fun to do something together because we've always worked together but on our own project, projects so that was really fun to come together and be like we've got our own thing now like that was really nice um and then I mean we're always Emma and I are always doing things together like always just like you know if we're <laughs> we're always doing things no like we're always doing um creative things together you know if we're at home in lockdown we were like you know let's do a mosaic let's I don't know like pottery, garden. pottery garden you know anything um and so another you know you you were like, Ruby, I want to make pearl necklaces for the shop. And I was like, I can help you with that, you know. And so it was like we did a Sister Canava Jewels collab for necklaces. And we sold so many. Hey? We sold so many. We sold, yeah, they did really well. It was really good. Um, and then most recently, our show that we did the, um, for Melbourne Fashion Week or Melbourne yeah, Fashion Week. Fa fashion Festival or Fashion Week because they're two different things and I don't know which one it I don't is. Know which one. It was one of them um, recent. And that was really... Sav kept correcting me when I would post the wrong one. Um, so, yeah, we, that was really fun. We did a, a runway show at the Thornbury Bowls Club and that was, like, a really amazing way to be, like, this is my practice and your practice and, like, let's put it together. Um, and we made a lot of decisions about everything together instead of, like, it was really nice for me to have someone else to soundboard against with, like, proper decisions when making jewellery because I'm usually on my own. So that was really fun for me. Yeah, and because for the show, we were showing, like, parts of the new sister collection, but then also some specific pieces that, yeah, Emma and Katie, who does all our patterns oh, from the Katie. studio as well. Shout out to Katie. Katie. Shout out to Katie because she is also with Not us. Least. She does everything with us. Yes. Really, she's very much part of this. She's the other um, piece of the puzzle she, that we exactly. haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, and so getting to have, I guess, the jewellery, having um the jewellery and the, like, garments making looks together and having little stories and worlds together that, like, a lot of your jewellery, I guess, never has, like, you don't specifically have clothes that it's going to go with yeah. in particular. And so... Also making it for the models who we asked because we knew who we wanted to do it for and that was, like, a collaboration in itself because we asked a lot of friends and, like, other creatives and um, people we really admire in other ways, like, for whatever they do. And so that was really fun to be like, can you just imagine this on this person with this? It was, like... And, like, knowing someone's kind of, yeah, 
what they usually wear or their confidence with wearing something that you could be like, oh, you know, they would wear this thing with yeah, cutouts. I could and see this on there. Yeah. Stuff. yeah. So, yeah, collaboration between the creative wearing at the jewellery and the clothing. Um, cool. So, Emma, my question for you. Yes. <laughs> so, how important – oh, no. Is that it? Oh, yeah. That is it. It's the <laughs> tell one. Me, tell me. Um, how important has community support been when things go wrong with production oh. or any challenges that arise with, like, having a small business? It's been so major, <laughs> in particular this year. We've had so many fuck-ups. And there's a lot of tears every week at the studio that everyone's going to cop. Um, it's really, really, really challenging. Manufacturing in Australia, I would say, really fucking challenging. Mm. And it's been a learning curve with... Like, because Alice and I are not... We're not technically trained. Like, we, we... I did study fashion, but we have no fucking idea, really. You're at the club. And Katie instead. does everything for us. Like, our pattern maker is basically, like, the designer. And everyone has... Such a massive input, like Megan. Everyone is just goes so far past what they're meant to do in our studio, and because of our vagueness, sometimes we have a lot of mistakes, and like we'll own that, and that's just how it is. You guys just like shoot from the hip. Yeah, like, like, I have a, I get like an idea. I'm like, what does everyone think? And they're like, I don't think it's good. And I'm like, I think it's good. We're gonna make 300 of this, <laughs> and then. It'll all be wrong and I don't listen to anyone. And then and we're tripping over the tubs of the stock for the next few months. We're all wearing the and stock. We're all tripping over the tubs of the stock. And it's like, they'll go, they'll move soon. Basically, it's like, it's hard. And, um, but yes, I think. Oh, like how um, the community oh, yeah. has helped you like get through amazing. those difficulties. Community is amazing. My community in particular is amazing. And there's like a lot of tears all the time. So many tears. So many tears. A lot of tears. And like you've probably Basically, reached out. Katie's to... like, we should do some rage planning. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. And that's just not suit me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we, yes, the community is everything. And, and my friends mean so much to me. And, like, and it's probably extended like beyond just our studio there's other people oh, like yeah. other designers that you like might ask I, about we, production our factory and fucked up so bad two weeks ago like beyond and i messaged like this sweet designer carla who i didn't even hardly know and she would she shared some light with me and like um another like you know like i would just reach out to anyone i, like no Bridie from oats and I stuff. think Bridie from oats is awesome like i think it's just no i mean i'm not i'm pretty good at reaching out to people i don't have much shame but i think it's really important to be able to communicate with other people that know what's going on or how to do it better and just ask for help. Because it's so hard here. Like, I've got friends who produce offshore and they're like, Emma, it's so much easier if you just do it offshore. There will be less problems. But it's really important to us and it's, like, fundamental to whose sister is to be made here. And so we stick at it. And we get better every time Katie helps us. We have to be more thorough. Alice helps us. Like, it's learning all the time. Learning all the time. It's hard. It's hard. Um... Cool. Well, I think that we could probably maybe have some questions from the audience at this stage because I feel like everyone has listened to a lot of stuff by now. Um, does anybody have any questions for anyone? Oh, yeah, there is a microphone. Oh, yes. Please. I love a little microphone. This is fresh. Um, one that, uh, like, say if you start a small business, right, and you get real popular for doing one thing and people know you for doing that thing, I think a few of you have pivoted from doing the one thing to doing something quite different. Yeah. How the fuck do you make that decision? Like, how do you be like, yeah, cool, we're going to do that now, and it like, works? Well, there's like no, once you start working for yourself, it's like you can't go back. Really? I don't think that, I mean, Megan, Megan's 
decide to go back, but it is really difficult. Once you make your own rules, it's like you can't go back to working a nine to five. It's very, it's a very stressful thought. So yeah. my answer to your question would be, you just make it work yeah. in sheer fear that you'll have to go back and work for the man. I just asked. think I don't want to have to have a lunch break. I want to have lunch when I want to have lunch. You I just, feel like we, we also talk a lot. At 11 o'clock. We have salad at 11 o'clock. <laughs> salad intermissions oh, no. throughout the day. But yeah, Cece, you've probably had a few pivots in the yeah. last year with some materials and stuff that yeah. you've been using. How have you gone through yes. that decision process? So I think because Hello Cece, um, I was so lucky to, um, from that original design, have such an amazing following and love for that design. It was, um, it was just so incredible to see. But... It gets to a point where you, as a creative, you want to make something else just for like your sanity, just so you're not, because I was just making the same playboy back over and over and over again. And as much as I love it and I always have a place in my heart, it was time to grow the brand. It was time to push the brand. So I just thought, you know what? I've always designed for myself. And if I'm making things that I really love, there's going to be people that will love it as well. And if they don't, that's all right. We'll move on to something else. That's like, I feel like we always talk always, about like, that as we well. Always where where talk it's about like, this. you know, you can make something and it's selling really well, and you and you're just like, okay, that's doing well. I'll keep doing it, and you yeah. keep making it, you keep making it, and then it keeps selling. And but then you're like, yeah, I have to make time yeah. to yeah. do something new, and that's because what a, I'm losing my mind. Yep. Like I'm losing the love for what I love to do, and also I. You know, like people are going to get sick of this. You can't just like keep doing the same thing. So you're like, it's really important. I think to, you don't have to like. Like you can pivot, but you can do both. You know, yeah, you can absolutely. you can keep that old thing if that's doing well and it keeps doing the sales. But it's, I think it's really important to keep making something new as well. Yeah, because there's always going to be like, you know, a new following of people that can sort yeah. of discover you. That's the thing. New customers every day yeah. that come through and are like, oh, I really like this. And you're making so. the rules really. Like you are the one that determines what's cool. Like if that's yeah. what you want to do with sister. Like we started with one size. Everything we did was one size fits all. And then that didn't work for us anymore. We weren't interested in wearing, like, sacks anymore. Mm. I wanted to wear crop tops and <laughs> tight pants. So I was like, that's what we're doing now, you know? Sister you just hope crop that, top. like, people will believe you and follow along. Yeah. And just, like, making samples and also really small units. Like, sometimes we still, um, even though we'll do, like, more units for certain designs, there's certain things that we're like, oh, I'm really not sure how this is going to go. Should we just make, like, 10 or something and see how it goes? So like being kind of conservative with some of the like production just to test the waters and then, yeah, maybe go again. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Great question. Um, any other questions in the house? House. House. Oh, down the front. Oh, Is this Ellis. a non-biased question? The lady in the lime. We don't know her, the lady in lime. <laughs> um, it seems like you're all thriving, I know you are, in the shared space, do you ever crave a space of your own where you can just go and no. not no be way. around everybody? No way. I'd be so bored. I Sometimes I walk into the studio and no one's there and I just turn around and go <laughs> home. I'm not even joking. I did that on Friday. You're like, why would I work? I was like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't Absolutely do it. not. This year has been particularly fucked. Like I would say, riding off the back of COVID where we, everyone was at home, so people were buying more. Everyone probably agrees. Like, you were buying more shit at home. <laughs> and then COVID ended. You could go out again. And we were, like, all sweating hard. We were all like, what we is happening? Had... We're over. Every <laughs> week one of us is no like, I'm done. In. It's really stressful. 
And if we didn't have that, I think that community that like everyone in the same boat, I would have been like, it's over. So much I'm so getting that target. if everyone puts their headphones in and yeah, like that's if you get into sick the zone. if everyone you put your headphones in. Oh, okay. Well, no, but then Emma will start texting you saying, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> when she's just a desk away. So you learn to I don't ignore think it any though. Of us could do solo time studio because well, yeah. We always joke <laughs> that CC can hear us. I know. We're like I often CC. put my headphones CC. on, but with nothing playing, so <laughs> that they think I'm in the zone. But I we're like, but I hear we're talking about CC. I'll, like, say inflammatory things and see if she reacts. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Cece's a bitch. <laughs> um, cool. Any other questions? I have a second one. Oh, oh second one. Oh, Katie's got one too. <laughs> Katie's got one. Katie's got one. Katie's got one. You've talked a lot about, like, the community of the studio, but I know Sister in particular has built a really big community, like with your customers, how important has it been just having people who are so, like, really devoted and loyal? Oh, it's been, like, everything. I'm, I guess I get to... Because I work in the shop um, these days is kind of, like, my part of sister. I feel like I really get to absorb so much of the feedback, whereas Emma probably doesn't get as much of that because she's in the studio. But it's amazing. Like, it's so... Like, I think we still both just get such chills. Like when we see people wearing it down the street, we're like, oh my God, that's amazing. And um, like to have people that keep returning and to get to know customers and um, yeah, get to see people around, like it means so much um, to have people like actually, yeah, believe in like the things that we'd make and stuff and be understanding as well when like something breaks or doesn't go right. Like it's or the post, you know, disappears, their parcel disappears oh, or something. The same parcel three times. Oh, yeah, and they, the wrong and they send the wrong them back, customer. which is so nice. Like, they could sell them on Facebook Marketplace or something, but they don't. Um, yeah, we have really such gorgeous customers. Like, the shop is an absolute pleasure to work in. And it was, like, that sort of relationship with the community that supported us was, like, um, kind of came from... We used to do pop-ups before we had a shop and like the feedback that we got from the pop-ups and seeing the clothes on people and seeing them down the street and everything, like that was so inspiring for actually opening a store. And like I still love so much all my interactions in the shop because like they're just, everyone is so gorgeous who comes in. Like we don't really have any demon customers. And yeah, to yeah. sort of see people grow up with us too. You're like, oh my God, I remember when you used to like... I've, wear an apron. Yeah, wear an apron dress and now look at us in our cute little like leopard print bustier. <laughs> like haven't we come so far? But um yeah, so getting to sort of yeah, grow with people and see it around is means so much. Um Oh, yes, cool. Shave Oh, thanks Katie. Cool. Um, mine is more just kind of regarding like the initial stages of lockdown and all of that. Obviously, you work quite collaboratively. How did you manage that shift between working together all the time to then being at home and not having each other to bounce off of? It was so sad. It was so sad. It was really hard at the start. The dinner deliveries. Oh, my God. So, we had this amazing system. I'm such a bad cook, so I really lucked out. But what we would do is each week on a Wednesday, one of us would have to cook for everyone and their partner. So, it ended up being about 12 people and we would 
it was like a meal pickup. So you would quickly scoot around, grab your meal and like give them a hug and then jump back in the car and then go home. And it was so amazing. One week Emma made lasagna and you got a full trailer of lasagna. And I think it was like cannellonis as well. And like my partner and I were just sitting at home like lockdown is amazing. This is like amazing. Yeah, I guess we just existed in food form for each other for like weeks. Um, but yeah, it was pretty grim, like having to have a little timetable sort of thing where people would come in and do, because um, you're still allowed to come in and do like post. Um, Not everyone though. Cease moved home. I moved home. home. <laughs> Emma and I could come in together because we lived together. So that was like good for us. We'd just do our respective jobs and we'd also pour heaps of candles. So that was, but yeah, we did really miss definitely the community. Like it um, was very same. weird. It's, it's not definitely the same not the when same. You're not working with your friends, I think. Like it's, it's, such a pleasure to have your own label, but it's not that fun on your own, really. It's, it's really about, hard. It's, it's like about. really hard and you second guess yourself and yeah. you freak out about things and then like, you know, someone will send you a weird email and you're like, mm, you know. <laughs> Our group chat runs hot though. Like it's always. <laughs> yeah. tick, 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 tick. Fennel hotline. Got, fennel, yeah, hotline. fennel hotline after the salad. So from that, just a question. Do you think that you're, me again, sorry. Um, <laughs> do you think that your relationships are stronger and your business Yes, so identities much so. are stronger knowing that Every, Like everything, our friendships, our everything. businesses, like everything is stronger, like together, you know. I don't yeah. think like we have this really nice alignment, our brands, and it's like even though they're our own, they're so much stronger together because we share everything and I think people know that, you know, it's like you might have someone who's CC's, was CC's customer who's now also my customer and vice versa, you know, it's yeah, like… Yeah. We help each other so And we much. live on the same street. So it's all just <laughs> pretty intertwined. Pretty <laughs> Literally all do Katie, except for Megan. Ruby, and I all live on the same street. But it's like nothing gets past anyone. If you walk up those stairs and you're about to cry, like you're crying. They will know. And everyone's sitting around oh. you. There's, we've been through a lot together. Like, or if you're leaving the studio, Ruby's desk is new when you're walking down and you just hear, where are you going? <laughs> Nothing gets past me. Right? I'm like, I'm just getting a roll. I'm like, what kind? <laughs> Thank you. That was a great question. Um, any sort of final, I guess, questions or do we want to do a little bit of any like yeah. advice that you guys want to um, leave with for people? So yeah. maybe like um, any advice that would be for someone wanting to start a like collaborative studio or wanting to reach out to other creatives or wanting to start a label any piece of like wisdom you want to leave with the crowd my one thing that I've always stuck to is even before Hello CC I tried to do things uh, like create businesses that just didn't take off because I think I was making them with the influence of what I saw online and Hello CC was the first business that I started where I was purely making what I really liked and I think that's why it took off and why it grew because I was just making for myself. So I would just say, and I'm guilty of this as well, don't get caught up in Instagram trends or worried about what you're seeing on these online platforms platforms and just make for yourself and what you like because that will translate into your brand and you can't pay for like brand culture yeah. I, like you can't buy that in any way so it's just that will start and it will just be like the most amazing um, way to start your brand making what you love because it will move it will people will see it and want to buy it and be a part of your brand and that's unique and, and it's unique you know, so yeah like that uniqueness yeah. is so valuable it's your baby like my brand is my baby and I love it more than anything so I think people see that and they're like 
this is nice. This is a nice thing to be a part of. I also think, um, like, don't let fear stop you. Like, I had a lot of, um, like, fear starting my brand. I was like, no one's going to like it. No one's going to buy it. Like, not in a million years did I think that I would have a full-time job out of it. So, I had a lot of anxiety about starting something and people being like, that's so shit or whatever. But, it, like, you know, it was a little bit at the start. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> no Everyone's is. You look but back at your start and you're like, oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. Um, yeah, but no, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. It's like you're making things that's making you happy. Um, don't worry about, you know, if you don't sell anything, just keep keep making, keep doing it. And that's why that's why I said niece. If anyone doesn't know what niece is, it's um, a government program through uh, Centrelink where if you apply to be a job seeker, you can go on the niece program, which they pay you to do like, an, you know, like four hours of business school a week, but they pay you like jobs. Well, how much? It's more. It's like... Is it 6 a fortnight or something? Yeah, it's $6.50 a fortnight. And I was working part-time and then I'd put six fifty a fortnight towards buying tools, towards stones or, you know, gold or whatever. Yeah. Well, it was silver at that time. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it was no gold. Um, you can make and, business for anything, by the way. Yeah, literally. Like someone can. was doing an easy street murder tour. <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's right. I think that was in my group. That was cool. But yeah, like don't let the fear. Of Fitzroy. <laughs> that sounds like a great business. <laughs> you can get it. But yeah, just try and do it. You know, there are ways to do it, and you can keep it under wraps for a little while, and then start to share. It's just like, um, yeah, don't let the fear get in the way because I did for a while. But uh, yeah, it's good. It's great advice. Um, Megan, any last burning advices from you? Yeah, I guess, you know, if, if you are a creative and you know other creative people and, you know, you're sort of at the point where, you know, maybe you're ready to kind of, like, have a dedicated space for it, like, you know, you need to kind of work after work or on weekends to kind of, um, you know, get what you're trying to do happening, um, yeah, I would really suggest banding together and, you know, seeing if you can um, find, find a studio space. Um, you know, it's a lovely little... Um, ecosystem of, you know, creativity, but, you know, business advice, like I have zero business skills, so it's been really nice having the ladies kind of lending a hand. You have business oh my God, no, no. Um, But, um, yeah. She's a and creative genius, like, though, she is. It's, cra- like, it's, it's crazy. It's true. She's she's any of us Megan. need advice? Megan! <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> In our own room and we just scream, Megan! <laughs> Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely encourage it. Like, um, you know, it's great seeing, you know, your friends um, grow as people and their businesses grow. And yeah, it's been really nice to be part of that over the last few years. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, any last pieces of advice? I would say just don't be scared to ask other people. I think that was that's what got us through. And if people don't write back, like, fuck them, you know? Like, it's so rude. I think... That's the worst thing that can happen. Sisterhood like, in Melbourne is so strong. And I think you would be just surprised. Just don't reply and you're like, well, don't fuck Don't be disheartened because most people will and they will go above and beyond. And I've made so many friends in the community. Like, it's, it's wonderful. And the girls are awesome. And I think it's... I wouldn't... You know, I was like... Someone's trying to hack my Instagram and CC. What do I do? And she's like, make it two-factor, you know, thing. And we're like, Megan, I'm like, I don't know what this is, this Excel thing. And she's like, let me do it. You know, everyone is so helpful. And I think asking and leaning on your friends is okay because you will have something back to give them in return and that it's just a cycle and I think it's really important. 
That's something that is actually really handy, I guess, when you're starting your own business, um, you know, there might be some, like, cash flow issues. So, yeah. you know, if you've got a skill to sort of yeah. share or trade with someone, like, you know, Ruby took some photos of an exhibition that I did recently and, you know, I redesigned your packaging She did all, she did all my packaging stuff um, and it's so, so good. Yeah, and We did a trade, you know, yeah. and it was nice. There's, like, a nice little economy of like skill sharing and trading um which is yeah great you know when you might not have like heaps of money in your pocket to you know pay a photographer or you know get a graphic designer to do web stuff or you know packaging stuff yeah. so um yeah it's, that's been like another um, I think you just have to remember studio. that you know everyone was in the same boat as you if you want to start something just reach out because we all have been there where you don't know anything None you of us started properly. No, none of us started properly. And no. I know. We all started from not like not, you, you know? know nothing and no and money got, and or you know not, or anything. We have yeah. like I've got so many friends who started properly and now they're bored of shit. You know, it's like you can forge your own path. I think it's just yeah. you just have to ask and reach out and you'd be surprised how accommodating. Yeah. So if you're wanting to start something and you're here, you've got five people you can it's message true. tomorrow. Hit us up. It's true. Or now, hit us up now. <laughs> or now. <laughs> or now. Yeah. Any final questions before we wrap it up? Alice! <laughs> Our number one fan. Um, massive fan of all of you, as you know. <laughs> Would you ever do a collaboration, all of you? Oh, oh. One big one? one, big one. Uh, yeah, of course. of course. Yeah, definitely. Of course, of course. Everything we do is pretty much a collaboration it of really everyone. Is. There's many a hot take. Yeah, it's on. very, yeah, everything is got someone's brain in it for sure I reckon label it and sell it I'll buy it (laughs) (laughs) thanks everyone thank you so so much for coming helpful (laughs) we're going to put some music on now you can have a Negroni and a dance you're listening to an M Pavilion podcast conversations about design and the world we live in. For more, visit our archive at mpavilion.org and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.